Hello, this is Anna from Newslaundry.com bringing you your daily dose of news. Today is Tuesday, the 14th of September. India recorded 25,404 new coronavirus cases in the last 24 hours, pushing the infection tally to over 3.32 crore. Today's count is 6.78% lower than yesterday's. Recording 339 deaths in the last 24 hours, the death toll rose to over 4.4 lakhs. All these figures, however, are widely believed to be undercounts. According to the government data, more than 75 crore vaccines have been administered in the country so far. 78 lakh doses were administered yesterday. Niti Aayog member VK Paul said yesterday that people will need to continue wearing masks through next year too. He said and I quote, Wearing the mask will not go away for some time. My view is that it will be a combination of vaccines, drugs and reasonably disciplined behavior that will finally see us through, unquote. Globally, according to Johns Hopkins University, coronavirus has infected more than 225.2 million people and killed over 4.63 million since the pandemic began in December 2019. Meanwhile, Reuters reported that several countries have started considering giving booster shots to their citizens. The United Kingdom has also announced a plan to give booster shots to vulnerable populations. However, a study in medical journal The Lancet said that it was not appropriate to administer booster doses as the efficacy of shots against severe cases and even the Delta variant is high. Reuters also reported that COVID-19 infections have more than doubled in China's southeastern province of Fujian. Health authorities have asked officials to take measures restricting travel to halt the spread of the virus. According to China's National Health Commission, 59 locally transmitted cases were reported on 13th of September, which is an increase from 22 infections per day. 102 community infections were reported in three Fukien cities, including Xiamen, in just four days. The center imposed restrictions on funding for 10 international non-governmental organizations working on child rights, climate change, and environmental projects yesterday. According to the Hindu, the Reserve Bank of India sent a note to all banks in the country saying that the center has asked for several foreign organizations to be put on the prior reference category list. This list implies that in order for foreign donors to transfer money, they will need prior clearance from the Ministry of Home Affairs, so the funds can be credited to the recipient banks after clearance and prior permission. The 10 international agencies included in the list are three US-based NGOs, two from Australia, the European Climate Change Foundation, three from the United Kingdom, and one in the United Arab Emirates. This group of organizations joins the 80 NGOs already in the prior reference category. An official was asked by the newspaper on why restrictions were placed on environmental NGOs, to which the official replied, and I quote, Global pressures are intensifying on India to raise the nationally determined contributions. In order to create noise in the media, several pro-climate NGOs are focusing on advocacy against coal, which is considered a violation of FCRA provisions." Unquote. The restrictions are in line with the amendments made to the Foreign Contribution Regulation Act in September 2020 that governs the utilization of foreign donations 
received by NGOs in India. It made Aadhaar mandatory for all office bearers of non-governmental organizations that seek foreign contributors. The government of India released a statement today announcing that Prime Minister Narendra Modi is set to attend the first in-person summit of Quad leaders in the US on September 24. The Quad leaders include US President Joe Biden, Australia's PM Scott Morrison, and Japan PM Yoshihide Suga. According to the Times of India, the meeting comes after concerns over China's growing military muscle flexing in the Indo-Pacific region. During his US visit on 25th of September PM Modi is also scheduled to address the general debate of the high level segment of the 76th session of the United Nations General Assembly. The theme for this year's general debate is building resilience through hope to recover from COVID-19, rebuild sustainably, respond to the needs of the planet, respect the rights of people and revitalize the United Nations. The statement said that the leaders will review progress made from the first summit, issues of shared interest, and ongoing effort to contain the COVID-19 pandemic, and review the Quad vaccine initiatives, which was announced in March this year. They will share views on critical and emerging technologies, cybersecurity, maritime security, humanitarian assistance or disaster relief, climate change, and education. The first ever submission of the Quad leaders was held virtually in March by Joe Biden. The leaders in the meeting had vowed that the Indo-Pacific region is free, open and inclusive with democratic values. The Tamil Nadu government today formally withdrew 5570 cases registered against those who protested against the Citizenship Amendment Act, three farm laws and National Register of Citizens. Besides, according to the Indian Express, Cases were also withdrawn against those protesting against Salem Chennai 8 lane expressway, methane extraction, neutrino and kundankulam nuclear power plant. Additionally, cases registered by the erstwhile AIA DMK government against the media have also been withdrawn. According to the Hindu, there are 26 cases against media, 2831 cases against those who protested against the farm bills. 2282 against the CAA protesters 405 cases against 8 lane methane and neutrino protests and 26 cases against kundankulam protesters during his speech in the assembly yesterday tamil nadu chief minister mk stalin announced that 700 life convicts serving life sentences will be released tomorrow to mark the birth date of former tamil nadu chief minister cn anadurai At News Laundry we have published a series of reports on the farmer protests in Delhi. You can read our reports on the protest, also watch interviews and explainers under the farmer protest section on our website newslaundry.com. Listeners, today also marks 1 year since a 19-year-old Dalit woman was gang raped in Uttar Pradesh's Hathras. She subsequently died and four Thakur men were arrested. The trial is presently underway, but The despair continues for the woman's family. News Laundry returned to Hathras to speak with her parents, brother and sister-in-law. Her family still lives opposite the families of the accused with 40 CRPF personnel standing guard. 8 CCTV cameras have been installed in their home ostensibly for security purposes, though it also means the family lives in a jail of their own. 
So much has changed in this tiny village, though much remains the same. Her family said, and I quote, Everybody wants to keep us suppressed, keep us buried. We may be poor, but we also have a right to fight for justice. It seems like a long road, but we have decided to fight, unquote. Check out our coverage under the Hathras case section on our website. Listeners, we did our best to keep our focus on the Hathras case long after it lost space in sections of the media. And we are committed to seeing it through, thanks to the support we receive from our subscribers. If you believe in what we do, continue supporting us. You can do so by clicking the subscribe button on the top right-hand corner of our website. Remember, when the public pays, the public is served. During a political clash in Kerala's Melur village of Dharat Mom yesterday, two activists of the governing CPIM and the opposition BJP suffered injuries. Dharat Mom is a home constituency of Chief Minister Penarai Vijayan. The two activists were identified as Manish and Dhanraj, belonging to the two parties respectively. The police told the Indian Express today that the situation is now under control and the security has also been tightened up in the region. The BJP activist Dhanraj, whose hands and chest were injured, was admitted to a private hospital in neighboring Koi Code. Meanwhile, Manish was also admitted to the cooperative hospital. According to the Hindu, the BJP alleged that CPIM activists, including Manish, stopped Dhanraj on his way when he was returning on his bike. However, the CPIM alleged that Dhanraj attacked Manish by forcibly entering his house. Denying the allegations, the BJP said that Manish has been actively involved in various political and criminal cases. Three civilians were injured after militants lobbed a grenade towards a police vehicle near Rajpura Chowk in South Kashmir district of Pulwama. The officials told Kashmir News Observer that the grenade exploded near Shaheen Park. While the injured who suffered minor injuries were rushed to the hospital, the officials informed that the security officials have cordoned off the area. According to a senior police officer, the grenade that was lobbed for the police party missed its intended target and exploded on the roadside. According to the Economic Times, in the past three days, this is the third attack by militants. Last week, three persons, including two women, were injured in a grenade attack at Chanapura area of the city. On Monday, security forces detected and defused six grenades planted by militants on the Parampira Panthachok axis of National Highway 44. On Monday, Norway's left-wing opposition Labour Party leader Jonas Garstor registered a landslide victory in the 2021 Norwegian parliamentary election. The country was previously led by a centre-right coalition headed by a conservative Prime Minister Erna Solberg in power since 2013. All 169 seats in the Norwegian legislature were up for elections. The five left-wing opposition parties were projected to win 100 of the 169 seats in the parliament. Preliminary results showed that more than 95% of votes counted, that Labour was even expected to win an absolute majority, with its preferred allies, the Centre Party and the Socialist Left. According to Al Jazeera, after defeating Solbert, Stor told his supporters, and I quote, We waited, we hoped, and we have worked so hard, and now we can finally say it, we did it, unquote. 
He added that as the biggest party, they will make sure that Norway will get a new government and a new course. He also added that in the coming days, he will invite the leaders of all parties who want to change, starting with the Centre Party and the Socialist Left. Storr also pledged to address inequality by cutting taxes for low- and middle-income families and increasing rates for the rich. That's all the news we have for you today. Have a great day or a good night, depending on where you're listening from. See you tomorrow. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. To catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram and subscribe to our YouTube channel.